Welcome to the Josh Scanlon Podcast. This episode first appeared as a video on my YouTube channel at youtube.com backslash heritage wealth planning. I hope you find it informative. Thanks. Uh, just some random commentary. First and foremost, uh, I want to share with you. I do got my book now right here. Oh, it looks great. Look at that. I should have even had something on the spine. It looks great. It looks it looks better than I anticipated. It just it's uh <laughs> it's awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's uh the tables came out fantastic. I am uh I'm just I'm just I'm absolutely stoked that I did that. I your old buddy Josh did that. Let me just show you the one table that I was really worried about. Look at that. That just looks fantastic. I was uh, I was nervous about it because on Kindle it looked good, but you know how Kindle is sometimes it'll go down a little bit and it'll go up, flow onto another page, and sometimes it just this just came out it came out perfectly. I'm uh, I am stoked. I want to show this one table. Hold on just a second. Uh, yeah, right there. So here's Julie's earnings record right there. Anyway, so this guy's 118 pages. I got all my footnotes in there. Uh, buy it, would you? I, I just <laughs> buy it from the hard copy. Um, yeah, it's more expensive. I actually think I'd make a little bit more money if you buy it from the hard copy. So definitely buy it from the hard copy. But uh, it's, it's 18 bucks, 17.99, free shipping. If you have Kindle Unlimited, by all means, buy it on Kindle. But for me, I need, I just bought a book. Oh, man, I brought upstairs my man, John Bogle. Uh, if you only saw how many books I have here. Oh, here's my book, Unschooled. I just bought this book um, uh, because I like taking footnotes. Um, after school, oh, yeah, so I need books for me. And again, I told you this last week about when I build my uh, gasifier machinery's handbook. This is tough, though. Look how small that print is. But anyway. I need a book. I need a book. A Kindle I can use pretty well for a fiction, but I need a book. So anyway, the book is available. My subscribers on Subscribestar, 10 bucks a month. I'll send it to you for free. Um, and if you do buy it, if you do me a favor, type in on Amazon, type in Social Security, and then you should see the first page the book should show up. If you do that, it actually helps me immensely because it tells the Amazon algorithm when people type in Social Security, they see my book and then they click on it and buy it. And Amazon wants to put that in more and more people's hands because it's called a click-through rate. So what happens here, they have this impression. How many people see the book? When they type in Social Security, they get this impression. How many people actually click on it to learn more? And then how many people buy it? So it's called CTR, click-through rate, and the higher the percentage of the CTR, the more Amazon props it up relative to other books. Uh, so whenever I buy a book, uh, like my, uh, my Roth book, uh, for like uh, someone will buy it from me uh, through my website. I'll actually go online, type in Roth IRA, and it'll, it'll and then I'll click it through there that way instead of just going directly to Josh Scandler or something like that. So if you're buying any of my books, if you type in the premise, Social Security, Roth IRA, I'm not really even sure what this would fall under. I don't know. So uh, I guess just my name. But anyway, if you do that, it helps me a lot. All right, so uh, so buy the book, would you? Uh, what, oh, so I talked to my man Jay. J-O called me uh, as I was going for a walk. Uh, and again, J-O is J-A-E-O-H. Man, Jay is a freaking nut when it comes to Medicare. I, I cannot tell you just, you know, I have probably had a 40-minute talk with Jay. I cannot tell you how much I learned in that 40 minutes. It's nuts, man. And um, 
so if you, you need a broker, so let me tell you. So Jay, so I did a video on Jay's uh, podcast, not his podcast, on his uh, newsletter um, that he sent out yesterday, talking about you know Plan F versus Plan G versus Plan N, and I my concern was that Plan F would get more and more expensive as people get older because you don't have new people coming in. And Jay said it doesn't work like that. And Jay said it doesn't work like that at all. But you don't ask an insurance company because they're not going to tell you. But he says what happens is they, I mean, these these companies and their actuaries are, they know how to price this with their software a whole lot better than, than anyone else does. So what happens is a 65-year-old comes in, he has his own basically uh, underwriting group. An 85-year-old who's been in there has his own underwriting group. Does that make sense? And so they price these things competitively uh, based on a, they, so essentially what he's saying is they can't price a 65-year-old similar to an 85-year-old because a 65-year-old can never afford it is what he's saying. Um, and I look, I put words into his mouth. I'm not going to do as great job as explaining it as what Jay did to me, but I said, oh, that makes sense. And I use the illustration of I'm a 49-year-old man. Let's say I have, uh, you know, my, my I haven't had a speeding ticket DUI or anything like that. My premium for my auto insurance will be a whole lot lower than the premium for an 18-year-old kid, boy, who's driving a freaking uh, a Tesla, you know what I'm saying, because Tesla goes zero to 60 fast, you see what I'm saying, who has a, who has a DUI and a crash. They're not going to be the same. Uh, they're going to be, he's going to be his own underwriting category, I'm going to be my own underwriting category. Now, my underwriting category from the insurance company, I'll be charged according to that category, whatever that category is, maybe three years on each side. So 48 to 51 or something like that, whatever. But but the idea would be that group right there, however the insurance company does, they're going to pay this for being underwritten. That group over here, the 18-year-old punk kid with his Tesla going 0 to 60 in 2.2 seconds who got DUI in a crash, he'll have his own underwriting. So what happens is as we get older and more and more sick, potentially we could pay more premiums for sure uh, because we're getting older and sicker and using it. Or even Jason, on the other hand, as they get older and die off and don't use the services as much, the premiums could go down. Now he's not he's not saying that could he's just saying it could happen. So you got to look at both ways. As you're going through and getting older and older and older, well, more of you guys could be dying off before you use any of the the uh, the Medicare supplement. I said, oh, I didn't think about it like that. So it's interesting. It's an interesting dynamic here when it comes to Plan F. Um, and and I again, not trying to put words in your mouth, but Jay said, look, and the thing about Plan F is it still takes care of that 185 deductible. Um, and and he says that can be a pain. So if you go to see one doctor uh, and they charge 185 deductible, and then you go see another doctor, uh, they may or may not know to charge the 185 deductible. And the insurance company might not have it correct. All kinds of mistakes can happen. And so we're only talking 185 bucks. But if you go to two or three doctors or four doctors a year and they don't have their stuff together, the insurance company, you could pay you know a couple extra hundred bucks. And to get reimbursed that, yeah, you can happen. But what a pain in the butt that would be. I said, man, that's true. So plan F, you got that deductible to take care of. You don't care. Uh, you don't. Now, what Jay did say, and this was, so yes, I talked about the plan B, excessive charge. And I was like, I don't know what that was. Uh, Jane could not, Jay could not have explained it clear. This is nuts, man. So plan F and plan G on Medicap, Medicare supplement, what they do is you are not on the hook for the excessive charge that doctors have. All right. You are not on the hook. Um, plan N, you are. So what we talked about, when I got my rotator cuff surgery, let's just say I'm on Medicare, I'm not, but just say I were, and say the guy says it's going to be $30,000, that's what Medicare allows. Medicare allows $30,000. But 
but Medicare also allows a 15% excessive charge that the doctor can put on the on the uh, procedure if he wants, and that's 4,500 bucks. And they don't they don't have to get approved or anything. They just say if you're going to use me, the Medicare limit is 30,000 bucks, but I'm going to use 34,500 because I have the 15% excessive charge, and they can do that fine without question. And so Jay says, uh, in fact, why would you not do that? Well, the reason you want to do this is because the market won't dictate it. But if more and more doctors are going that route, uh, and and more and more doctors charge the excessive charge because you know they would, uh, then you're going to be on the hook for it unless you have Plan F or Plan G. But Plan N does not cover that. So Plan N, while it might cost you thirty dollars a month less than Plan F or Plan G, it doesn't cover the excessive charge. And then as we got to talk about, and I'm going to read you actually. Let me hold on just a second. Let me po pause for a second. But more and more to this uh, socialized taking over of uh, health insurance, uh, more so, and even if we're not going more and more, but as it becomes more people going into the Medicare realm, and Medicare is already dying on the vine, which is a fact, man. It doesn't mean you hate Medicare, to state the obvious. What is the one mechanism the government can do to keep prices under control? Well, there's only two things. They can limit the amount of uh, payment to the doctors or and or limit the amount of payment to the hospital. So Jay's, uh, what he says, all right, so say it's $30,000 for rotator cuff, and Medicare says, ah, we're going to give you a 15% across the board decrease in, in what we're going to charge you. All right, so the doc says, well, I mean, I can't just take a $3,000 hit because I still have these $300,000 student loans, which aren't going down. All right? They're still going up because the government pays for the freaking, this is the only game in town when it comes to lending. Uh, Anyway, so they're going to Harley as they as they squish, they squish, they squish the, the reimbursements to the docs and hospitals. The docs are going to say, I'm going to charge 15 percent excessive uh, excess fees and plan B to everybody. And so what happens is you are going to be more and more on the hook for the, the excess fees, that forty five hundred bucks. Now, in this case, Medicare says we're only going to pay twenty seven thousand, but you have a fifteen thousand, fifteen percent excess fee. That's going to be another $4,550. So either way, you're on the hook. You're on the hook. And Plan N does not cover that. So if you're getting Plan N because it's the cheapest game in town, you know, I, you know I'm not going to say what Jay would say. I just say you might as well be on Medicare Advantage because at least with Medicare Advantage, you know for a fact you have an outside, you have a limit, upper limit of what's going to cost you because they're part of a PPO and HMO. And so we know the doctors who enroll in the HMO slash PPO have a limit on how much they'll charge for a rotator cuff surgery. So let's go down here, actually, it's pretty interesting. Here's my man, Kevin Drum, Big Lib. All right, so uh, Kevin Drum, uh, I just, this is second straight article. I, I agree with him 100%. I don't agree with his take, but I agree with what he says, absolutely, or I don't agree with his conclusion. National healthcare is free. Uh, and here it is. Uh, this is your periodic reminder that national, I guess you all can't see this, can you? Ah, man, you can't see. I wonder if I can switch out to, no, I can't, shoot. All right, well, you, okay, I'm going to have to read this. You can't see this, but here's uh, Kevin Drum. This is your periodic reminder that national health care is free. Kevin Drum's writing for Mother Jones, a big lib uh, magazine there. Here's what I mean. This year, we'll spend about $3.8 on health care. Of that, half comes from the government in the form of Medicare, Medicaid, CHIP, the VA, etc. The other half is paid is mostly paid by consumers. If we had a national health care plan today, we would spend about da, 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 $3.8 The only difference would be how we pay it. We could make employers pay a head tax. We could take employers out of the picture altogether and pay for it via income tax or VAT or payroll tax. Or we could invent some insane 
Rube Goldberg system and raise the money, which was probably what would happen in real life. There are, of course, optimists who are out there who think that national health care would save us money. These people are dreamers. Remember, this is Kevin Drum, Big Lip from national, Mother Jones uh, Magazine. These people are dreamers who think that national health care would save us money. Why? The vast bulk of health care spending goes to providers. This means that the only way to reduce spending is to pay doctors less, pay nurses less, pay drug companies less, and pay advice manufa device manufacturers less. This will not happen. And anyone who's serious about national health care would be, be insane to try. Why put up an enormous barrier to success after all? The only thing we could probably do is get rid of insurance companies, which would save a bit of money, probably about enough to make up for the cost of adding the remaining uninsured to the system. So in the end, it all comes out even after all. And that's that. Within a reasonable range of error, national health care is free. It doesn't matter if it's Joe Biden's plan or Bernie Sanders' plan or anyone else's plan. We'll still spend $3.8 The only question is precisely where and from where that money comes from. Because the vast majority... The vast bulk of health care goes to providers, the docs, the hospitals, the nurses and stuff. So unless you cut that back significantly, you're still paying $30,000 for the rotator cuff. So if CMS, Center for Medicaid, Medicare and Medicaid Services, comes in, say 15% cross the board cut, and the docs still have a 15% excess uh, charge, plan part B, guess what? They're going to do it. And you're going to pay more unless you have plan F or plan G. Ah, so that's nuts. Anyway, again, a huge, a huge shout out to Jay. Uh, I'm buying. A, I'm going to buy a couple, of, probably about 500 of his books in bulk. Uh, maximize your Medicare uh, when he's done with his updated version, which is being published too. It's a real life published book, not self published. And I'll give them out to folks who attend my seminars. And we're just talking about that today. So I'm looking forward to that. So uh, if you're looking at healthcare, man, Medicare, I, you have to go see these guys. Someone like Jay, I, I just can't, uh, I can't recommend him enough. Uh, obviously, just I, I, I can't speak on his. You know, you could have a bad experience, but I don't know. I don't get paid from him, Danielle Roberts down in Texas. But I just, I'm telling you, uh, you'd be insane not to go talk to one of these guys, in my opinion, because how could you possibly know what's going on? I'm, I'm sorry, not to sound arrogant, but if I didn't know this, you don't know this, uh, unless you're already in the system. I, I just, it's insane. And then Jay would say, why would you not hire a broker anyway? I mean, if nothing else, you could be the complaint department. How would you figure out the ins and outs of the friggin' insurance company when we do this all the time? He didn't just say him, but he's saying, look, why would you not hire me or another broker? Just if nothing else, in case something goes awry, you have someone who can talk to you. It's not on your, it doesn't cost you more. So, all right. So lastly, a guy emailed um, on the website, on the YouTube channel about dividends. And I get this every now and again. Um, he was strenuously uh, decrying my take about how dividends are not tax-free. Uh, he says, you can have zero to unlimited dividends if that's your only income. See QDI, qualified dividend income, and you would pay no tax on it. It's not true, man. It's not. You can have up to 70, whatever, we'll just say $80,000 married filing jointly with taxable income and not pay tax on those dividends. That is correct. But the minute you go above into that 22% category, regardless of how you got there, dividend income, long-term capital gain income, employer income, it doesn't matter. The minute you go into the 22% bracket, anything above that is now taxed as 15% qualified dividend. You cannot have a million dollars of qualified dividend income and have zero tax on it. You just can't. And the way you know it just runs some number. I mean, look, you can go on to a TurboTax and do a test. Just watch. I mean, just go on. It doesn't cost you a dime. You don't have to give any personal information. Go on TurboTax. So you get, and I did this actually. I've done this already. You can go back to my thing on the tax 
uh, playlist I have and see uh, the tax planning software, what I did is, but you can do it, do it, man. Go say, my name is Joe Shimon, Santa Claus at the North Pole. I got no income, but I have a million dollars of qualified dividends and see what comes back out. I'm guaranteeing you're going to pay tax. It'll be big. So be careful on the idea that as long as you're within on a, some other income that the 12% bracket, you can have this excessive amount of dividend income and not have to pay uh, taxes on dividends. Uh, you will. It'll be 15% up until I guess you hit 33% bracket and it'll be 20%. And then you have the net investment income tax at 3.8. Uh, so just be careful on that stuff because I think a lot of people get that wrong. All right, that's pretty much it for now. We'll see you later on tonight at 8 o'clock. I just wanted another shout-out on my book. I, I just I love it. That cover is fantastic. Shout-out to Mary for telling me to uh, focus on this. That's a little bit more appealing to the general audience than just the RV, which I initially thought about doing this. It's just a great cover. I, I could not be more excited. We'll see you next time.